0: Give me a minute. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna eat a taco. Okay. Before we get going,
1: folks, if you're tuning in, just here with my close personal friend Aaron, who is uh, enjoying a taco. No. What is the provenance of that taco?
0: This is a. It's taco heritage, from... if
1: you will, or it's vintage. What vintage yes. of taco is yes. that?
0: This is a taco from uh, acclaimed multi-award winning restaurant that's what the a a- a-n-t-e ch- restaurant. Right.
1: restaurante. R-
0: <laughs> um jack in the box
1: ah chateau jacques <laughs> in the box <laughs> Which
0: there there are a plethora of in california in southern california in particular there are there um, is
1: one in my hometown now actually wow i know um no one really knew what well, it may it may not be there anymore, actually, because no one knew what a Jack in the Box was or why you would go to one.
0: <laughs> so, um, sorry I'm Now, just here. Jack now, in the Box is big when it first started in like the '50s, I think. Mm-hmm. It's big thing was, you know, when you pull up to a drive through and you talk to you give your order through the speaker. Right. Their big thing was the speaker was a giant clown's head, like a jack-in-the-box clown. That's upsetting that you would talk into its mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, it's friendlier in <laughs> that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like Hello, you normally kid. do if you see a clown, it <laughs> it's... opens its mouth and you talk into its mouth. Kids yell your order to
1: the hell clown. <laughs> Request nuggets from the hell clown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, being a creation of Southern California mm-hmm. in like the fifties, it, it, it does this thing that California fast food does that like other places don't do. Like it's a burger place, but it also has tacos, but the uh, tacos, right, cause
1: it's, it seems ridiculous to not have tacos,
0: right? How you it's an that? integral
1: local food. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a bit
1: like a restaurant in Cincinnati, not offering some form of chili,
0: <laughs> right? So um the tacos are very odd. Mm-hmm. They are first of all the filling I, is Wait, not, I, I'm
1: guessing that they like misunderstood some important part of the taco formula. So I'm gonna guess that it's like instead of a taco shell, it's just a some white bread.
0: No, it is okay. some <laughs> sort of corn <laughs> shell, but it's not quite the right corn. Like it's not yellow.
1: No, yeah, it's probably it's not like, like actual proper masa. It's just it, like <laughs>
0: It's some sort of weird corn that's probably has some sort of wheat flour mixed into it because of the texture. Oh, it's, it's been adulterated. but it gets really crispy. So they're really, they're amazing. So they're amazing fresh. They're amazing because they're just like science engineered tacos, but they don't resemble a real taco very much. So then you have the filling is made of some sort of soy product. So it's vegan.
1: Okay, interesting. Um, so do you, you don't have a choice of meats? You just order like no, a taco? No. You just, you order
0: two tacos for 99 cents.
1: Okay, I would like, yeah. I would like two Jack's tacos and there's not really, this isn't like a Taco Bell thing where it's like, well, what kind of meat do you want or whatever? It's just like, no, we no, have one menu item, which is the taco and it comes with what it comes with.
0: Right. Now they have. Re, in the past couple of years, introduced these things called monster tacos, which are like oh, uh, hmm. two thirds bigger.
1: You're fine.
0: There's like three different filling. You can get like a nacho cheese. and But like.
1: Right. They tried to be clever.
0: They're just, it's the same taco, but bigger. And then they put like one has a strip of bacon, one has nacho cheese and jalapenos, <laughs> and one is normal and it's just bigger. It's just basically, like what they
1: had lying around that they're yeah, like. So
0: you've put? got this soy meat filling, and then they put. Um, a a slice of American cheese, and then they take mm. the whole thing and they deep fry it.
1: This is a clever reinterpretation of a taco. Is yeah, what I'm hearing.
0: And then it's got shredded lettuce in it and hot sauce.
1: Hmm. Interesting. And
0: it's it's gross and it's like an adulterated taco, like it's a bastardized taco.
1: Right. It's like a taco, really, in name only. Like, it doesn't really fit the definition of a taco.
0: It's like ultimate stoner food.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, I could see that.
0: And so when you get them fresh, there's almost nothing on this world more tasty and delicious. But then when you eat them like I do, where you order a bunch and you eat a few and you're like, okay, I'm done. And you have Mm -hmm. them just sitting in a bag on your counter overnight. And then, you, and then you get a text while you're at the gas station from your co-host. It's <laughs> like, hey, are we recording? And you're like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and you come home. You're like, man, I haven't had breakfast yet. So you grab these cold tacos. Bre- they're breakfast. not.
1: Perhaps the worst kind of breakfast tacos. <laughs>
0: yeah. They sog up a whole lot. And they're oh, not I would breakfast.
1: imagine. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
0: You know I have a
1: feeling that taco shell is not meant to maintain its structural integrity for more than like six minutes.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's yeah. engineered very precisely to do its job for a very short period of time.
0: Now in now in Ohio in the yeah. Ohio, do it, they, yes, do they? Uh, the Ohio, did you see that?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god
0: they're they're trade what are they trademarking <laughs> they the? want to
1: trademark the yes <laughs> they're, really, they're really leaning into it and it's incredibly tedious for me to deal with as an alum up here in michigan because whenever i tell anyone that oh i went to ohio state they're like don't you mean the ohio state and i'm like no i did not
0: <laughs> jack in the box should do that with the tacos right
1: yeah Uh, so do you in in
0: in, in ohio do they put chili in tacos um you know
1: uh no but you can get a chilito oh what Uh, a chilito which is a burrito filled with just chili and cheese so imagine Mm. an extremely sloppy and structurally compromised burrito
0: yeah, that would sound But to different. be fair, the the
1: the Cincinnati style chili would not be ideal for a taco cuz it would end up just sort of dribbling out. It it doesn't have a lot of it's it's more liquidy than a typical chili, so
0: it's like a sauce.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So um I think you can get a chili taco salad, but yeah. Uh, we're taco poor in general um oh, no. in Michigan in particular. Um, you know, most the place where people go to get tacos most frequently is probably Taco Bell. Um, you there, know are, what?
0: there are just hearing that makes me do in my big head, a real big, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see there is, there are some very outposts of very good tacos. Cause there's like Mexican town in downtown Detroit that has authentic mm. Mexican restaurants that are very good. But then, Uh, The taco restaurant from Columbus that I really like just opened like last weekend up here. So and they have pretty good tacos. Probably the best tacos I've had outside of Austin,
0: Texas. Wow. You know, you just have to find you just have to find where like, because obviously there's like Mexican immigrants. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you just got to like and it's real creepy and it's a real white guy thing to do, and some people have made their entire career off doing this. but you just gotta kind of <laughs> wander around,
1: yeah, And in, find the in, tacos. in their
0: neighborhoods and just kind of see where the, like around lunchtime like right. there's a where are they there's, going? There's a house. There's this old old town um where i where I live um in the neighboring city, actually not the city I live in a city called Victorville. Mm. And there's like an old town that was like built like in the does it have a road 20s or 30s? Yeah, does does have a few roads. The horses mostly are in the 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 (laughs) 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 so, but anyhow, there's during from like 11 to 12 to to 12:30 or something on Fridays. There's a there's a house there that just turns into like a pop up taqueria, and it's the most delicious tacos.
1: That sounds just, great.
0: Someone pop puts a pop up, and takes out a grill and cooks tacos in their backyard and sells them. Mm-hmm. And that's the real. That's what you really gotta find. That
1: yeah, because yeah. it's
0: gotta be happening. You know what I mean? Right. These, these migrants didn't come all the yeah. way from Mexico to live to lead a better life in America and just like, well, I guess we don't have tacos and like they're do they're making right. tacos. I'm you just gonna find great. where.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd think there'd be like a food truck of good tacos, but I, most of the food trucks I've encountered up here are bizarre and not super, uh, I mean, they're all like white American food, which is kind of, you know, it's just like, here's our food truck with weird interpretations of sandwiches. And I'm like, Oh, that's, um,
0: that's so weird because in California it's like every food truck is like, some form of Mexican food or like gentrified Mexican food or like, right. Exactly. Fusion Mexican food, like the big famous food truck, the, the Korean tacos, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. that are just a mix of Korean meat with taco. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's yeah. funny how regionally it's different. In Ohio, yeah. you can come to the chili truck.
1: pretty much yeah i mean you could go in columbus you could go to the the schmidt's sausage house food truck and get you know like a like a kielbasa or a a bratwurst or whatever
0: Mm. or and a
1: cream puff which is their specialty
0: i feel like you're playing you're playing uh you're gambling a little bit if you approach something that's called a sausage truck
1: this is true.
0: Um. I just wanted to, I mean, I don't want to get into the habit of doing a lot of like follow up on this show, you know, I kind of want yeah, these that, to be a little, that puts a lot of burden on us. Yeah. And this is a, a low effort, low quality podcast. So yeah, that's,
1: in fact, that's our guarantee. It's actually yeah. in the fine print.
0: Yeah. We promise you to never diverge from that. too
1: much effort in.
0: <laughs> uh-uh. Never going to happen. Yep. Um, But we talked about E people we did last episode, and I got to thinking about uh <laughs> there's 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 like there's all these different segments what,
1: it's right, it's a spectrum
0: right, and I thought, you know what we need to really name we need to create some sort of taxonomy, mm-hmm. so I'm just sort of jotting these down, I don't know what you think, but I think um there's a certain type that are more into the anime and the the manga, right,
1: yeah, like absolutely. Things? Sorry, anime, <laughs> anime, anime, um, and manga. Yeah, anime, <laughs> anime, and
0: we're gonna call those Eaboos.
1: I like that. I think that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Then there, there, there are the ones who are into the the video games, and particularly like uh, the Nintendo Pokemon's world. Right. And we're gonna call those ewulu. And then, uh, I mean. There's ones I don't I don't I feel like if I describe this it's going to be insensitive. Mm. Um, <laughs> we're just going to call them ekin. Okay. Yeah, we're just leave right. it at that. That exists. Okay. Right. And and then ones who enjoy dressing up in uh, animal outfits, um, as an expression of their their life, mm-hmm. we're going to call fur ease.
1: Oh, clever! I like yeah. it. Cause it's I like furry, you... but it's
0: <laughs> with an e, a big right. e capital E fur dash E. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was important to bring that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait, I didn't ask you, do you have any?
1: Uh, no, I, I don't have. I, mm, I haven't had a lot of time to think this week.
0: No, <clears throat> Good, no. Bad week for thinking.
1: Yeah, real bad. Oh, boy. Real bad week for being a conscious person.
0: <laughs> you know what? Honestly, you picked a good week because if you did do a lot of thinking this week, I can guarantee it was bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I did a lot of thinking this week. Mm hmm. That was not good. Do you
1: regret at least some of it?
0: I regret most of it, to be honest. <laughs> and on Friday, I was like, you know what? I'm done with thinking. I'm just going to listen to some audiobooks. Yeah. I'm listening yeah, I played,
1: to. The, I played a video game. Yeah, oh, nice.
0: I'm listening to an audiobook of uh, Um, there's this show that I loved called "Lark Rise to Candleford." Shout out to the you, Lark uh, Rise people. I'm sorry, what? Hmm. <laughs> it's like a period drama. Oh, like okay. Turn right. of the century England, like a rural England, right. like a. So that's definitely in my wheelhouse. That's like my thing. I'm very into it. So it's like, oh, I'll read the books that these are based off of and boy. That's just injected into my veins. I'm mm-hmm. very much into that. I just want to be like a live in a rural English village and farm and, and the, raise the, pigs. The,
1: the owner of an estate on a, on a man. Oh, no, no,
0: I don't want to be one. Of, I don't want to be the bourgeoisie.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs> you want to be the peasant in the farm? Yeah. Yeah. Just the okay. peasant.
0: Just Let me leave my yeah. life.
1: You're the character in uh, Monty Python who's talking about being repressed.
0: <laughs> that's t- <laughs> that's definitely me. <laughs>
1: you can't expect to wield supreme executive power because. <laughs> anyway. Yeah.
0: So hackers. I don't know. I just didn't have a transition, and I'm really, frankly, uh, disappointed in myself for how often I say "speaking of" mm. and then moving on. Like I feel like right. it's. It's just overdone. I've done it too much, so.
1: Right, but uh, hackers are a thing. They've been a thing for some time now. Yeah. And they continue to be a thing. However, one quote-unquote hacker. (laughs) uh, Did a thing. Yeah, he did a bad, well, I would not (laughs) call this a bad thing. He did a good thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We love Uh, the thing he did, folks. We love to see it.
1: Yeah, so he he got a custom license plate that just says null, the word (laughs) null, um, which is, um, of course, a reserved word in a lot of programming languages and so on. So his hope was that it would mess with the license plate reader systems that the police are now using. And uh, uh, I believe it did quite successfully. Um, But then the problem was he started to receive a lot of parking tickets because uh
0: dollars in parking tickets
1: (laughs) yeah because the dmv in california would assign parking tickets it didn't have a license plate to the license plate null which was now a valid license plate (laughs) so yeah um this was from a presentation at defcon and they have a quote from the guy who said he's i was like i'm gonna be invisible he told the crowd instead i got all the tickets so um (laughs) Oops, I guess. (laughs) I'm not sure how you get this resolved.
0: And I, oop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's funny because he just like, the police told me to change my license plate and I was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Frankly, Uh, frankly, the police were doing, trying to do a fascism on it.
1: Yep. I mean, they should figure some other way to uh, either. They need to ban the word null, which would be a reasonable thing, or they need to figure out some other way to signify that we don't have license plate information for this parking ticket. I like it. <laughs> it does not seem hard, you know? No. But
0: of, but of <laughs> but, course,
1: it's not the police's fault that they messed up.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know, what? it's just a funny thing. It's a little bit of whimsy, Yeah. Uh, you know, and and. You need that every now and again.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking no. of whimsy, <laughs> moving straight away from whimsy
0: <laughs> into fascism.
1: So I uh, put this in here because I've been seeing little bits and pieces of it because I follow um, I-, I follow uh, folks who are into the Major League Soccer on Twitter, mm-hmm. and there is a bit of a what I would describe as a kerfluffle currently uh embroiling the league the major league of soccer um my understanding and i think you have a lot more detail about this but my understanding is that they've done a very dumb thing they've they did a bad thing basically they did a bad Um, thing that they were trying to um like ban certain political symbols you know from like being on posters or whatever that people would bring into the stadium but they decided to both sides the whole thing So they banned uh, the Iron Front Three Arrows symbol, which is a symbol of anti-fascism and social democracy. Um, And they've been enforcing this ban despite um, all rationality, I guess, is what I would say.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's like it's like banning the peace sign, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: And it's like, well, some people it's a political symbol.
0: Yeah, it's a political uh, so symbol. Some people want like, nuclear what? proliferation and war and terror. <laughs> um. Okay.
1: Yeah, as you know, when you walk into a major league soccer stadium, you are not allowed to have any political opinions of any kind from that point forward. And the that's best, in the fan conduct agreement.
0: And the thing, and the, and the point that a lot of so the, for those who are unfamiliar with, and I'm just like getting into soccer the past two years. Um, and so I've really been paying attention and watching all the games and I'm supporting the LAFC. There's like a new team here that's doing really well, so it's really fun. Um but the 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 thing is that that the so every every major league soccer uh team has like supporters clubs. Right. Yeah. Which are which are almost like uh, they're like officially recognized um, gangs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not really gangs, So you know what I mean? They're like right. officially right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. groups that are like tied to the team in supporting and they do like official events. And sometimes they can like reserve certain seats in some of the stadiums. And, you know, it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so these clubs are like a big deal and they drive a lot of the like the you know they help with like a marketing and and stuff like that for the team and ticket sales and things like that. Um and the thing about soccer is that a lot of supporters clubs a lot of the people who are fans of soccer just like happen to hold um you know a, a anti-fascist worldview mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that that just it, it's like a long history like a lot of the um early Antifa movements back in the early days were actually like soccer clubs in like the the 80s in yeah. England, for instance. So it, it was just like, there's already a unit of people organized around a thing and then like, you know, their politics aligned and there was like a lot of like fascist people trying to like use events to spread their message and they were like, hold up. So right. it's kind of like well, a I want to say... Tradition.
1: I want to say that I'm surprised that Major League Soccer would not embrace this and instead attack it. But <clears> I'm not surprised because what little I know about Major League Soccer is that they've been messing up Major League Soccer for basically 20 <laughs> years or so. And it's like yeah. the only thing responsible for Major League Soccer not being more popular is basically Major League Soccer. Like They're just constantly... <laughs> shooting themselves in their own feet
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and there and 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 it really is a problem and they they just make whenever they have a decision to come to it's very consistently they make like the worst decision yeah as i've as as i can tell the way this
1: was manifested yeah um was that um at an atlanta united game uh this was uh last week actually there were uh, several fans who got kicked out because they defied the ban Um, And then they uh, received correspondence that said they would be banned for three games and that before they could then come back to any games, they would have to they would be required to complete an online fan code of conduct awareness class, which takes four hours and costs two hundred and fifty dollars, as well as um, a letter of apology and a letter requesting reinstatement to the stadium. Um, interesting in this letter that they were sent to them was that it doesn't actually tell them like what they're meant, what their offense was, what they're meant to apologize for. So yeah, uh, this is, I mean, it's
0: just malpractice. (laughs) And it's really stupid because the whole thing they're trying to say is we just want to keep politics out of this, but which is MLS, uh... like any, like any other sports organization in America, is always constantly doing political stuff. They're yeah. constantly having like army day and we're going to sell special army jerseys and what? team now, apparel wait, that's
1: camouflaged. that's not political. How dare oh. you politicize the troops?
0: <laughs> yes, how dare I?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous in in uh this in the year of our Lord 2019 to say, oh, uh, we just want to keep politics out of it, and it's like, oh, that's a, yeah, that's definitely a thing we can do. Yeah, like everything is political now. <laughs> and that's political. Just how it is.
0: Yeah, get used to. It. You know, a, a thought technology that I use a lot that I think makes a lot of people uncomfortable when I describe it to them, but I think it makes sense. Is that put yourself in nineteen late nineteen twenties nineteen thirties Germany, mm-hmm. and there and you did the same thing,
1: right? You said, "Oh, and, well, we don't want to."
0: Looking back, would we yeah. say that person was doing the right thing? Yeah, yeah. A- almost if, certainly. If not. a bunch of sports <laughs> fans were like, you know, bringing in a bunch of anti Hitler anti fascism stuff mm-hmm. in in germany as hitler and the nazi party were rising looking back at that would be like oh how brave how good that they were doing that Mm -hmm. and it's only in stuck in our current (laughs) if we've divorced everything from history and from from any other context that we're like well that's bad that's that's being political and that's not what we want everything's and in light of everything that's going on in the world (laughs) it's it's so they should be thankful this
1: is so easy for them because anti fascism is broadly popular and fascism is not. They should be thankful that their fans are anti fascists and not fascists. But, right. Uh, instead they don't want to embrace this. Like they they could they really could run with this, but they don't want to. But and I don't get it because it's like it, it's a perfectly good and decent thing more people should yeah. be anti-fascists yeah
0: this is definitely not a problem so but what's cool is has been watching the games and seeing all the supporters in the stands just fully oh yeah, uh, yeah going yeah. No against this and everyone's it's like now there's like just the stadium's just full of of uh, iron front symbols right and, this is the opposite players. of the
1: intended effect
0: <laughs> yeah so and i i'm I bet we will see more of that today Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. as as games happen. So that's exciting. And I hope MLS freaking gets its crap together.
1: Uh, They should, um, they should put me in charge or you.
0: Yeah. But maybe they, maybe they know something because, you know, according to our dear president, we're going to maybe anti Antifa is going to be a, Oh, declared Mm. a uh, terrorist organization. Yeah. (laughs) Now you shared with me this other article. Uh, I speaking did. of fascism, <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
1: that uh, when, as soon as I Cre- saw this creeping fascism in America, watch
0: as soon as I saw this, I thought, did somebody just like dial into my brain and search, rummage around for like an article that would be specifically written for me?
1: Right? Like, that's uh, incredible. Talk about targeted advertising
0: (laughs) and the name of the title, the name, like all I needed to see was the headline, like Mm -hmm. the title of the article and the picture adjoining it. And I was like, right. I just, all of a sudden I saw that and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's called, I hate these chairs. Yep. And it's a picture. Now, how would you describe these chairs? Uh, well, it describes them as metal
1: bistro chairs um they're the you know they're like uh they're they're the metal chairs that um they've got like two parts there's like the bottom part which oftentimes is just a stool and it's yeah. just like a single piece and then there's like a back part that's welded to it and it's all metal there's no cushioning of any kind there's not really any armrests uh the back is at a weird angle and yeah um, yeah the back like are heavy because they're metal in yeah they're
0: supposed to cradle you but they they would only ever cradle you if your body was in a very specific shape right (laughs) which
1: i don't um, have right but this is a this is a new thing uh this is i feel like tangential to minimalism because these are very minimalist chairs and that they have no adornment of any kind and then you put them in your minimalist restaurant Like uh, you know, like these chairs would not be out of place at a Chipotle or similar kind of thing. Right? You don't have any. You all have all hard surfaces. You know, this is a picture of in the article is of these chairs at a like wooden plank table. And uh, yeah, I guess this is just the design aesthetic of the moment, and it's deeply
0: uncomfortable and it's bad. (sighs) I'm so sick of this this aesthetic, and I'm sick of these chairs because. The problem with them, like, first of all, they're so poorly designed because the legs are like sheet metal.
1: Yeah. So they, yeah.
0: they're not, they're not like, perfectly straight. Like, they, they're right, easily they splay get out. bent and they splay a little bit. And even just a little bit on, like, a flat surface, now your chair rocks. Yeah,
1: that's how you end up with a wobbly chair, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they're all wobbly. Yeah. I've never seen one of these. It's not wobbly
1: right and they're usually used outside on uneven ground anyway so
0: yeah i guess it's just man i hate these chairs
1: yeah these chairs are bad these chairs are canceled actually that's what i'm saying now no more you are not allowed I i am banning these chairs
0: you were banned from the server yes We're we're just full of segments today. Everything's a segment.
1: Everything is a segment. Yes.
0: <laughs> this segment is a uh, the swear police are mad at Trump.
1: Yeah, if I were to ask you what you think the most problematic thing about Trump would be, you would obviously say that he does cusses sometimes, right?
0: Um, frankly, it's below the dignity of his office. And that he says a cuss. And well, yeah, when he says a cuss, that's that's how we we know that yeah. um we have the worst president in the history of presidents Mm -hmm.
1: because of his foul foul language. He he takes the Lord's name in vain.
0: I would say his language is for the birds.
1: Yeah. Honestly, uh, he can frick right off is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um,
0: because I'm so tired of this shiz.
1: Yeah. So this is a, this is some West Virginia state Senator who said he received three calls from residents of his district who were, um, complaining that Trump was, using uh naughty language he was using adult words and they didn't like that
0: sir um, do something sir
1: right exactly um so uh he apparently sent a letter to trump telling that uh telling him to uh knock knock it the frick off so yeah jinkies um,
0: please quit it yeah gosh so, darn it
1: this is um this is rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic isn't it <laughs>
0: It really, it's just of all the things, this is how I know he's broken us. Yeah. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Sir. Sir. <laughs> of all- you, Presidential language, sir. I mean, the the dude, the president has like a third grade reading level, so what do you expect? I don't.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm just, I, I, it, did you did you how come that he this is now how come now how come now how how come now why how it's been how long 40 years we've had him as president <laughs> sure <laughs> and, feels like it and they never wrote him a letter before that
1: right they never yeah. wrote him
0: a letter when he was running they never wrote him a letter the first year they never they never wrote him a letter you know when he when he, he well i think it's, it's
1: got it's just countries. now gotten bad enough.
0: <laughs> they It reached their very specific threshold. Sir, I wonder sir I
1: sir, you have tried my patience, and I have reached my limit.
0: <laughs> I bet they have at their house um one of those like thermometers that you like color in, mm. like that you would use for like right, maybe donations for or something or, yeah. yeah, but they're like filling it in for the swears. Mm-hmm. and then it reaches the certain the certain level, and it's like, all right. Gotta call, got it him. <laughs> <You> got- <laughs> call
1: it in. Call it. He's done now. He's done too many swears.
0: He's officially canceled.
1: Yep. No, this is, I mean, this is just like, of all the things that you could or should write a letter to the president about, objecting about, like, this is literally the very bottom of the list, I would say. Cheapers, creepers, folks. Yeah. Get with it. Icarumba.
0: <laughs> um, I have started watching so so St- Star Trek Star Trek is gonna do a Picard show. It is, and I'm excited
1: about it because he's probably the best character,
0: yeah, he's really great. I'm excited about it. I grew up watching the Next Generation that was like a family thing we'd watch every week. Mm. um real big into it. I haven't watched it since it originally aired
1: right, which is so, some time ago now.
0: So, and I saw the trailer for this Star Trek Picard and I'm not like one of those people, you know, those people who like watch the Simpsons or they watched Star Trek and they remember everything that happened in it. Right. I'm not. I just remember an overall general good feeling and some Mm. of the things that happened, but I don't remember everything. So I was like, you know what? I, I don't recognize anything that's happening in this Picard trailer. Like I recognize faces and themes.
1: Yeah. Why is he in a vineyard? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't remember. There's something about that. could not he be in back. space? What's going on here? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I better go back and watch that. Objection. <laughs> so I got on the Netflix and I went and I started watching um, Star Trek, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm like in season one. I'm probably about halfway through it. Okay. And my, I just wanted to report on it. Because mm. it's fun, everyone should do this. But also, I forgot. It's 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 so cheesy. <laughs> it's so, oh, bad yeah. so cheesy yeah.
1: <laughs> that's definitely a hallmark of Star Trek series: is that they're pretty cornball.
0: <laughs> like, I'm sure it gets better because that's what everyone tells me. Like, oh yeah, the first season is really bad. Mm-hmm. But it's also funny how many of the like formative, important th- episodes and things that I did remember were the first season. And they're like yeah. big stories like, oh, hey, data has a brother. I thought they would have waited till like season three or right. four yeah. to pull you, that you, one out. you think that would have been
1: right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's they're like playing all their 70. best cards early.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and what's crazy about the show is you have Brent Spiner and Patrick Stewart, um, among other people, but like, they're like tremendously amazing actors. And they're in these cheesy as heck things and have to say these cheesy lines, but they deliver them so well. And it's so it's so um, off putting in it's like more off putting because it reveals the cheesiness of it because right, like, it's oh, almost well, I can, too good you're i like, can see what quality is but the rest of all the thing the set dressing and everything surrounding this is just not <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and the, the style of things the 80sness late 80sness of it it's just chef's kiss i'm enjoying it very much and it also i think is a good thing to watch in this day and age because it like imagines a future that's not a bleak dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Which I think we really need right now. <laughs> right. Because the other start, the new Star Treks have gotten dystopian and they, they suffer from post nine 11 brain. Rot. Yeah.
1: I mean the whole new Star Trek cinematic universe is very much like that. Right. Cause yeah. it's like, what if everything went very badly wrong? And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I-, I guess maybe this is why I don't watch movies a whole lot. This, anymore but i feel like i'm just sort of fatigued with that general direction that it's like we can't i don't know that's all we can conceive of now
0: yeah everything's the the conflicted anti-hero or the right
1: things are more complicated you
0: know yeah there's no like clear good and you know what going back and watching these cheesy star treks it's like you this makes me happy and i can now begin to think of a world where that's better than this and that makes me feel good so Mm -hmm. i adjure everyone to go watch it it's on netflix and it's in hd it's in 720p yeah it's not widescreen
1: is it a good uh transfer to hd because i was trying to watch a uh ken burns program and Mm -hmm. whomever did the like copying of that from the original format to hd Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's unwatchable. Oh, no. Like the it's just bad. It looks like a 480p YouTube video. I don't understand what oh, the deal is. Why? I don't no, I don't is, know what they did, but this yeah, is really they need good. to go back and redo it.
0: <laughs> this That's is good really good.
1: Here. Yeah. I I have watched some episodes of it here and there, but uh, you know, we would never um, it was off the television by the time I was a child, and then you know reruns played on cable. But we didn't have cable, so mm. uh, mostly I'm surprised that Netflix has never once recommended this to me because it should know better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it um, seems like seems like it would be something you'd be you. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I'll well, I want to hear. Now.
0: I mean, aside from nine, know we're recording this show, but I really want to hear your thoughts when you watch it. Like, <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm excited for you. Yeah.
1: The,
0: the first, the first, the, like the first episode has Q, which is this amazing character. And right. It's like crazy to me to remember, like, oh, they just like, e- l- like through everything in the first, like they don't like ramp up to like explaining the holodecks. There's like episode four. There's like a uh gumshoe 1940s crime thing mm. holiday thing like that's wild that's wild so um but you know and then i don't know i haven't gotten to any borg yet so i'm pre-borg oh okay yeah so yeah. i'm waiting the i'm borg waiting are for interesting the borg. the borg are interesting um
1: speaking of the borg uh-huh. um there's been a uh um, awareness of um, a thing that Amazon has been doing lately, which is that they've been basically paying some of their uh, fulfillment center workers I like to that. be a Twitter army. Basically they call them fulfillment center ambassadors.
0: Um, oh. And they're
1: kind of really? like org. Um, <laughs> it's really weird. The details of it, Um <laughs> Basically, if you ever tweet anything negative about, like, Amazon's working conditions or whatever, you can expect to have at least one of these people, like, up in your menchies. Um And I saw one thread that was of, like, a person getting uh, replied to by, like, several different accounts. It was utterly bizarre.
0: Oh no! Uh, it was like a it was like a huge attack, right?
1: Yeah, uh, but the thing is, like details have emerged sort of about how these accounts are run. That like these accounts regularly change, like their profile pictures and their names and biographies or whatever. Someone found that one was just using a stock photo as a profile picture, which is questionable. Um, there's a link I put um, in the show notes, the t- Twitter link, um, which is uh, this guy found. Um, a tweet that's nominally from someone named uh, Raphael, uh, who appears to be male, but the tweet is um, so excited for Amazon Family Day at my site this weekend. I can't wait to br- wait to bring the grandkids by for a visit so they can see their nana at work. <laughs> and it's just, it's very, it's very weird. Um, they've been using it to basically spread like anti-union propaganda and talking points, and it's just weird. Um, I guess they're just paying a bunch of their fulfillment center employees to do PR for them on a massive scale. And it's really, really bad. And, um, but I'm, I kind of, you know, this is the textbook definition of astroturfing basically, but this is like done really, really poorly. And it's kind of, I think it's kind of good because I think it will make other companies that might have thought to do something like this sort of think twice because like this just looks extremely stupid for Amazon like it's just the and dumbest possible the point, way to go about it, this
0: it's not working like it no
1: it's it, not yeah
0: they, they've just like handed ammunition to their opponents like and they so and they've they've paid people to do this
1: <laughs> right they're not winning anybody's hearts and minds and when someone does chime in and say oh i i love it at my uh, fulfillment center it's like you are quite literally being paid to say that so I mean, yeah, this
0: like if my you're favorite Amazon
1: my... fulfillment center employee and you get on your Amazon fulfillment center ambassador, Twitter and say, actually, you know, kind of sucked today. Like they're just going to walk you out immediately.
0: <laughs> That's what <laughs> so, they should do. We should have like a mass rebellion. I want to see it.
1: Yeah. I want, I want one of these accounts to be like, you know what? Actually it sucks here and I hate it. So the, the, the thing that has emerged from this though is people, because they all follow all these accounts follow a, um, sort of naming scheme where they'll put their first name and then they'll put dash Amazon FC ambassador and an emoji of a box. So now people have just been putting that in their Twitter bios. I actually think that's probably what yours should be th- for this
0: upcoming week. It should week. be a- a- Amazon FC ambassador box? We, no,
1: it should be Aaron dash Amazon FC ambassador box emoji. Gotcha. Yeah. Let me
0: just actually change that right now so that I right. don't forget. I, and also I just, my fa- I wanted to read my favorite one. Mm-hmm which comes from uh, Hannah dash Amazon FC ambassador box. Okay. Um, Amazon FC, Hannah. I suffer from depression too. And at one point I wanted to quit Amazon, but I realized it was my fault for the problems I was dealing with and not Amazon's. I'm allowed to talk to people, but sometimes I don't want to. Now I have some great coworkers to pass the night with. Um, uh, um, What? Uh, <laughs> what there's no way that was written by a human
1: yeah no that's that's like just sad that's very sad (laughs) i've realized that uh it's my own fault for being sad and i should just get over it (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
1: it's it's dystopian it's very bad I, i don't i mean yeah like like you said this is just backfiring massively for Amazon like no one is convinced that their working conditions are good in fact I think probably more people are convinced that they're actually pretty bad given that they have to literally pay their employees to say nice things so
0: (laughs) when you have to pay your employees to say nice things about you
1: if you have to pay your employees to be reply guys like you should reconsider some aspects of your business strategy
0: yeah
1: Speaking of reconsidering aspects of business strategy. (laughs) Paying your employees. Yeah. Um, You are aware of the Gizmodo family of sites, formerly the Gawker family of sites. Yes. Um, We link to it a lot on here. I think we especially like Splinter um, and Deadspin, some other sites. They Mm -hmm. are... um, They have the thing that appeals to me about the Gizmodo media group sites is that they don't care that much about like reputation, whether it be their own or the reputation of the people that they're reporting on and whether they'll hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. And they so, let
0: the writers have a voice. They're not, yeah. they don't aren't, aren't expected to be subsumed into a one generic voice. You right.
1: Know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately gizmodo media group which was formerly owned by univision has since been sold to a private equity firm um great hill partners more like more like sucks hill um
0: (laughs) yeah they've installed
1: this dude uh jim spanfeller hereafter sim jamfeller what yeah uh (laughs) spim spim jamfeller um So he used to be an executive of Forbes, well-known for their excellent journalism. (laughs) Uh, um, And uh, he's been basically screwing the whole thing up, like, massively. Um, He tried to uh, kill a story from Deadspin writers about, like, his leadership. That's one of the things, too, is that the the Gizmodo sites frequently report on themselves, which is always interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And private equity people, uh, Mr. Uh, J- Jan here, uh, doesn't like that. So he tried to kill that story and it didn't work. It, they did it anyway. But, um, there's also weird stuff with editorial, like, um, uh, Spanfeller reviewed the coverage of Lexus with the editor in chief of Jalopnik, the car focused website to ensure that its stories did not discourage a luxury automaker from advertising with the sites. So that's great. um, and then yeah so it's just been very bad the sales team i guess is being pressured to just sell a lot of stuff so i'm expecting eventually they'll just have a ton of ads on um these sites and um they've also told deadspin which is the nominally sports website to stick to sports which is um honestly some of its best writing is not sports related
0: yeah so yeah
1: the editor-in-chief of the deadspin site uh resigned i think yesterday um and uh, it apparently was somewhat acrimonious because there's a whole article in the daily beast um where she quote rails against bosses um it says that uh, let's see they among many grievances the leadership refused to guarantee editorial independence for deadspin and asked for the site to quote unquote stick to sports um and then uh let's see they basically asked her to make a commitment to the company or whatever but never said what they actually mean meant Judge by that yeah exactly lord um and then um there's just other things that have been happening lately i'm trying to find the details here oh there's a new employee handbook that came out on thursday A, a draft of it came out so an important thing to know is that the gizmodo media group is unionized um but uh new private equity owners don't seem to either know this or care about this. So they put out this handbook that declares that the company can search employees' personal vehicles, parcels, purses, handbags, backpacks, briefcases, and lunchbox, review all electric communications made on company property, and disclose those messages to others if the company deems it appropriate. Um, Um, Also allows the company to access reporters' tweets and bars employees from using encrypted email programs. So none of these things are actually, I think, actually happening because the union contract wouldn't allow them to, and it's very weird. But then also, they've apparently decided to run the company like it's middle school. Um, there's an attendance policy and a dress code now. You have to arrive between 9:30 a.m. and 5:30 p.m. and are required to wear smart casual attire. No offensive logos, no sweatpants, exercise pants, Bermuda shorts, short shorts, biker shorts, miniskirts, beach dresses, midriff tops, or halter tops are allowed. So this
0: is this is all becoming extremely triggering to me is this the dumbest for possible thing? I cannot disclose. This on is this
1: podcast. This is extremely stupid because I don't know. It's obnoxious that they put a guy in charge of the company who has no idea like what it actually does. He's just
0: completely lacking knowledge.
1: Right. And he's going to run the whole thing into the ground and it's going to make me very sad. Um like I'm already pre-sad. It, it, they're just slowly crushing this website um with <laughs> Just the most inane, stupid bullshit possible.
0: Why do people buy things only to destroy them? Like, what is that? What is well, that?
1: They're like, because you extract value from them in the meantime.
0: Liberalism. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Speaking of liberalism, uh, the one of one of the administration's goons yep. has has been uh, on one lately. Oh, he's uh, been on
1: a real one! My goodness,
0: I think I believe his name is uh, Kun Kenchinuli.
1: Yeah, sounds right.
0: Oh, that sounds weird? Uh, <laughs> Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got a face that looks like he was perp- like handcrafted to be in some sort of government. Yeah, position. a little bit. Like, he just looks like he should be in government but, somewhere. He looks like
1: your typical clueless government moron. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: just just store brand government.
1: Right. Like, Apparat Chick.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... he. Start, but he has, know,
1: a, he has some thoughts.
0: And, you know, I don't want to go over this too much, because like I feel like everybody else has. Mm-hmm. Um, but, basically, what happened was, on NPR he was being interviewed and he defended the administration. This is NPR to deny green cards. If you mm-hmm. at, at any point use government programs, right? The point of government
1: programs, as we all know, is that you are not supposed to use them,
0: right? Like it should yeah. be. Yeah. The the, the, the government
1: <laughs> provides these services to its people so that they cannot use them.
0: Yeah. No government programs are essentially just honeypots for the bad people
1: right that's how so, you sort them out that's how yeah. you you know the wheat from chaff kind of thing yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and so the new plan is you can't get a green card if you've used these programs right. because you are you're a leech right? <laughs> according to right
1: you're, you're a public charge,
0: <laughs> which is such a dickensian phrase like yeah. it's these people. it's very clinical <laughs>
1: it, it's very it's almost like robocop or whatever you you have become a public charge
0: yeah so this ken yeah. cuccinelli mm-hmm. was just saying that uh he they, they asked him you know well what about now here's the thing here's the thing they said well what about this the poem on the statue of liberty you got mm-hmm. you know on Statue on Liberty, we got ammo lazarus's get uh give us your tired your poor your hollow masses yearning to be free mm-hmm. um on the Statue of Liberty. And everyone always brings that up when they're talking with with conservative people on immigration. Right. Now, I just want to step back and say stop.
1: Mm. <laughs> this is not mm. a
0: tactic because right. This poem is not law.
1: Right. They don't It, it is an ideal, poem. but you know, yeah. there's lots of ideals out there and we don't all share the same ideals. Exactly.
0: But. And and so it's just kind of a dumb argument. Uh, there's lots of better arguments but anyhow
1: but the problem is this guy was honeypotted into <laughs> making putting his own foot in his mouth by yeah. this like it worked in this case but we're saying do not attempt to try this again because yeah. it may Don't not do work next again. time
0: yeah. yeah and but he totally stepped in it and was like well you know give me you're tired you're poor you can stand our own two feet and will not be a public charge and then he's that the plaque was put there uh for uh, europeans right that's what they, that's yeah. what they were talking about at the time
1: He's, he said the plaque was put on the statue of liberty at almost the same time as the first public charge law was passed very interesting time which is that sounds like a tweet from a complete moron right <laughs> it's like very- <laughs> oh very interesting It's like no it's not those uh, okay the first correlation does not imply causation or anything like that either so it's just, so. Like,
0: it's, just <laughs> it's just like a total felix biderman really makes you think
1: Right, exactly, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently, actually, happen? the Statue of Liberty said that, uh you know, um two hundred dollars to enter, basically you know, <laughs> stop at Ellis Island and pay the toll, I guess is what he's saying, um yeah, give uh, in fact, the section heading I have is, give me your money, your rich, your financially independent masses, um. I don't know. I mean, this is nonsense. Um, and he sort of revealed that uh, I, they know that there's not really a moral justification for what they're doing, so they just have to make stuff up. And uh, so he did. He he made something up here, and it's patently ridiculous.
0: And the thing oh. is that they never argue on the... This is the thing that drives me nuts about this stuff, because they never argue, argue on the merits, or the morals, or the ethics of yeah, it. Yeah, they're always
1: changing the framing of, like, the question, the underlying discussion yeah saying, well yeah. I, you know actually
0: and and no one and this is what's also frustrating because no one in the media ever challenges them when they come back with this annoying yeah uh, they come back with that and then, you know men. it's
1: like they're just like huh interesting
0: <gasps> huh. how dare <laughs> you or yeah
1: then you ask the media people later and they say well we just think that their remarks should speak for themselves we don't want to challenge anybody we just want to let their the things they say speak for themselves whether they're racist like, oh, or okay. not
0: we'll let you decide
1: that's definitely the job of the fourth estate is to not actually hold anybody to account <laughs> but just to ask them some questions <laughs>
0: and it's, it, it's just really the whole thing is frustrating and it's and it's unnerving to me because underlying all of can I this say what my it,
1: frustration has been this whole week like well, yeah. really for a long time, but particularly and acutely this whole week is just how bad everyone has been at doing the things they're supposed to do, whether <laughs> it be politicians or journalists or tech companies or whatever. Everyone's yeah. just screwing it up massively, like on purpose. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> and it's, I feel like I'm going insane.
0: <laughs> it's, you. You know, you hate to see it everybody is spinning out of oh, control wow. and and there's no excuse for it it's like it's that's we're just the hard- all
1: flailing wildly as the planet slowly boils
0: <laughs> but you know what i will have to say that at least some of us are brave mm-hmm. and honest enough to admit that we have no idea what we're doing that but-
1: thank you thank you That is what we're here. We're here to be honest and say that we actually don't know what we're doing and we're not trying to pretend that we do. Uh, Because honestly, the the only thing worse than someone who doesn't know what they're doing is someone who doesn't know what they're doing but loudly insists that in fact they do.
0: And you know what? I think that's a good note to end on. (laughs) Yep. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing